Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. You fellas have a good weekend? Sure did. I did. It was nice. I worked outside a little bit in the flower beds. Beautiful weather. What kind Mm. of flowers do you grow, Ed? Uh, Well, I actually haven't planted any yet. But just getting the the weeds. So you were out. prepping them. I was prepping them. Yeah, like a great chef. Yes, you had the great gardener prepping your flower beds before a good pasta meal. You got to spend time with the pasta sauce. So so man, and thanks for bringing that up. I think Yogi Berra said that. <laughs> uh, so just uh, just is there a particular flower that that will be uh, that you'll be planting now or? Uh, is I this usually, all you do? My wife and I usually go when we we look at uh, flowers. You you seem. You seem inordinately interested in this. You seem I, I, like a, a, fly, a sort of a tender flower guy. I, 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 I'm expecting some mockery. This is this is what I'm the no, vibe that, I'm, I'm getting. Just, I'm just I'm just I'm just curious. You and I have known each other for a long time. Oh, yeah, know each yeah. other well, but Since I've never known what kind of flowers you grow in the Battagliano <laughs> flower bed. Which, which is just, why he's suspicious of a setup. That, that's, oh, that's oh, true. oh, it seems <laughs> like I'm being. Am I that up? obvious? <laughs> Fred, Fred, am I that obvious? Uh, well, I happen to know you okay. to a long okay, okay. time. Okay. I yeah. like petunias. T- t- petunias. I like roses. Yes. Yeah. Tulips, maybe? <laughs> no, tulips are a problem because they spread. Okay. And, and they're very pretty in other people's yards, but they will travel. <laughs> okay. I'm lilies give you, do the same thing. I'm give so you he's an, an anti-tulip person? Tulips, lilies. I'm not anti-tulip. You're not? Anti-tulip. No, I'm not an anti-tulip hate hate group. Well, <laughs> my 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 tulips sometimes identify as. <laughs> oh, car- all right, we better here this, we go. This, this here program's go. going off the rails, and it hadn't even hadn't even, hadn't even started the engine yet here. That's, um, that's huh? right. Well, I'll give you I'll give you an update on my wild azaleas. Okay. In a couple of weeks because like I'm, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting yeah. for them to come out. Well, they're not mine. They're Allison's. But but come I come out. But I care. Is that what they do, flowers? Don't they come out? No, I, I, I no, I, I don't mean it in that way. Where's oh, your okay. mind? Yes, well, uh, you know where my mind is. Okay. <laughs> All right, Fred, what's what's uh, what's going on that uh, we need to know about over there in the world? Well, uh, the images coming out from Ukraine. Uh huh. You know, I, I I think we have a generation of people now who did not experience World War II. Right. I, including myself. Yeah. And Vietnam happened, and I know we, we saw some images coming out of that, but we're in an age now where we're covering a, a war live. Like there's there's images that a camera can take us to. And I got to tell you guys, I had a tough time this morning in updating our website, American Family News website, with the images that the Associated Press was supplying this morning of what the Russians have done in a suburb of the capital city of Kiev. I think it's called Busha, B-U-C-H-A, I believe it is. But they are now finding bodies of civilians, hands behind, tied behind their back, 
it seems that the Russian troops are now just capturing people and executing them on the spot. Yeah, these aren't people who uh, accidentally were caught in a in a missile attack. No. No. These are execu- people executed. Executed. Uh, we're seeing images of graves with bodies in it. Not just men, men, women, and children. It is absolutely horrible. And Tim, we were talking about just before going on, what what is the aim now of the Russians in this? I mean, they can't take over a country of 40 million people. Uh, they seem to be still concentrated on Kiev and points east from there for the most part, uh, in down towards the Black Sea. So what is, what is the what is the point of executing citizens? What are they trying to do? At the same time, we're hearing reports that they seem to be with actually starting to withdraw a bit from Kiev because we're hearing reports that the 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 Russian army is in, in a bit of disarray. So what is the end result of all of this? There have been some talks that have taken place in Istanbul, supposedly toward some kind of peace agreement, but we're not seeing anything close to that. The atrocities, and once again, Vladimir Putin, uh, what's his agenda? People are just, why are you doing this? What is the point of all of this? You know, to to your first point that you made, Fred, about the images we're seeing, I can even remember in the first Gulf War and then also with the second when we invaded Iraq in Mm -hmm. 2003, okay, there were reporters embedded, especially in the first Gulf War, reporters embedded, and the military would censor images. Yes. Okay, obviously to make sure that, you know, military secrets weren't being given out. And that really is the kind of war, the the type of war images we're used to, Mm -hmm. is what the military has censored. Uh, What we're seeing now, though, with people with their cell phones is directly uploading and making obvious these kinds of atrocities Almost in real time. Some of it has been in real time, but at least the aftermath. And it, to, you, to your point, it is horrifying to think about what is happening to the people of Ukraine. And Vladimir Putin has created an entire following generation or two of people, Ukrainians, who will hate mm-hmm. Russia. Yes. Will hate his him, Putin, but also Russia and uh, I don't I don't know I was thinking this morning as I was reading stories I, I don't put anything past Putin at this point I know there's some people who are trying to explain what he might be after but we're ta- later on in the in the show we'll be talking about some of the uh, food shortages that might result from that war because of uh, wheat not coming from Ukraine and mm. fertilizer not coming at least some of the elements of fertilizer from Russia I just wonder is part of this his attempt to cause pain and suffering in Europe and America, too? I, I've, no, I have no idea what's going on in his head. You know, at the same time, you have the Ukrainian leader, Zelensky. He he spoke, he had a recorded message that was aired last night at the Grammy Awards. I did not watch the Grammy Awards, but they were saying, you know, you folks are there with your tuxedos on at right. the Grammy Awards. He says, our singers... Are in military uniforms with guns. Yeah, they're defending their country right now, and he has done an incredible job of communicating the point of view of Ukraine in all of this. And he keeps pleading 
We need more. He says the sanctions aren't working against Russia. He said we need more, uh, and he's talking about fighter jets. He said we need armor, not tuxedos. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's. I thought they were getting it. I think they're getting. They got. They've gotten some. Uh, you know the thing about Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. He has said, at least publicly, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but he's said we're not giving up any of our territory. No. That's not part of the deal. No. No. Well, there is no deal right now. Right. right? But no. if, if it becomes a deal, that would be <clears throat> That's your question, Fred. I have no good answer. I just think this is, this was, uh, if I had to guess, this was supposed to be over. Putin's military com uh, commanders generals told him this would be a week to two weeks maybe mm -hmm. we would um the 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 ukrainians would see the overwhelming might of the russia army and they would say we we yield we we don't want to see our country destroyed we don't want uh, thousands and thousands of people to die so uh whatever you want us to do what what do we need right. to do here and that didn't happen and when that didn't happen, there was no plan B for Russia except to invade. <clears throat> and they didn't expect this kind of resistance from the uh, Ukrainian army or the ordinary citizens over there who have armed themselves and are carrying out, what do you call it? Uh, well, just guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare. Insurgency. Yeah. And there it appears to me these tanks that the Russians are using are useless. Mm. Uh, they're getting knocked out by anti-tank, uh, you know, ammunition easily. See drones, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, that that that's uh, now that doesn't mean the Russians can't advance. I guess other ways on foot or whatever. But uh, it 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 appears to me like this is a bogged down mess for the Russians that. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get out of this. What they hope to accomplish now, uh, because you're going, you're talking about. Uh, yes, you bombed this country, and and you can see the burned out buildings in all these cities, these Ukrainian cities. What, what are you going to rule over? The Russians. I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Even if you do uh, capture, and it doesn't appear like they're going to surrender anytime soon. So I don't. I don't know. We could be talking about this a year from now. In the same way you talked about Vietnam or, you know what I'm saying? Right. A, uh, the, 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 you look up the word quagmire from Russia's perspective. This is, a, you see a picture of what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, what, do you do, what do you do with Vladimir Putin when this is all over? I mean, the world. Uh, <clears throat> the world not hate, do anything to The him. world hates this man right now. Yeah. Because, yeah, but, yeah, but unless somebody takes him out from the inside. That's, that's what have to happen. And nothing will happen to him in the, until he naturally dies. Is, is there is there any? Have you heard anything, Fred? I have not read anything. I, I, I am a little bit concerned about what we're hearing about the Russians seeming to be pulling troops back from Kiev. Hmm. Some people think, "Oh, well, they're retreating." What if what if Putin decides to use chemical weapons on no. Kiev? You know, pulling his troops back so he can escalate. To force surrender. I mean, I, have you heard anything about well, what military Western, experts are saying? Well, Western leaders, certainly the military experts say it's within the potential of the Russians to do this. The question that has gone to NATO political leaders is 
what if he does this? Yeah. What if Putin uses? Will that end your reluctance to send in fighter jets? What is it going to take? Could it take a chemical weapon attack for you to then say, uh, we can't wait any longer? Or a small yield nuclear weapon. Yes. I mean, this is, this is, these are scary scenarios. The fact that he's pulling back his troops, if that's what's happening, yeah, could be one of two things. He's getting ready to consolidate his gains in eastern Ukraine and saying, okay, we, we're not going to make any kind of deal. We're just taking it. And we're pulling out of the rest of the country, or he escalates to force a surrender, yeah. and then he—it's yeah. Who All knows? Right. Next story, Fred. Well, back home again. Um, that's so, that sound like a good song right there. Back, back home, home again. again could could be country. Uh, could be middle of the road. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. I yeah, think. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was just yeah. thinking that. Uh, Homeward Bound. The Washington Post. Mm-hmm. has done a slight mea culpa on its reluctance during the 2020 election to cover the Hunter Biden laptop story. It wasn't a reluctance. It was a refusal. A refusal. And, of yeah. course, we know what Twitter did and all, all, right. all of that. They blocked the New York Post story on what was on the Hunter Biden laptop. But they had an editorial in the Washington Post and uh, this past weekend basically saying, you know, we need to step back. We, we made a mistake by not covering this story. There are a lot of people talking about this this morning, uh, one of them being Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. Um, his, his, his take on why the media is, is now copying to the Hunter Biden story, cut number three they got to cover their tracks. Listen, they can't let it be, be seen that they never covered the story. So what they're doing now is throwing out a story too little, too late. Nobody cares anymore, but it speaks to the corruption at the Times and at the Post. If you are a Democrat, they will cover for you, period, full stop. If you're a Republican, you can never do anything right, period, full stop. Who is that? That was uh, Byron Donalds. He's a Florida congressman, but also Chris Christie. Kind of in the hot seat, he brought this up on ABC's This Week uh, and talking about what's been going on uh, with with the mainstream media. And he had some going back and forth. Have a listen to the exchange. This is former New Jersey governor Chris Christie, cut number two. The idea that somehow when making the Hunter Biden decision in the midst of an election campaign, we we're saying, oh, we got to be careful about Russian disinformation. But all through 2016, 2017, we now know that it was the Hillary Clinton campaign that was creating that dossier, paying for it, and that became the basis of a New York Times Pulitzer Prize. And it turned well, out there was a be- separate FBI investigation based on completely but, different evidence. But, that but George, no, 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 George. Look, Operation Crossfire Hurricane was all about the potential infiltration of the Trump campaign by the Russians. The basis of that was the dossier. And instead of and most of his organizations, no, Chris didn't didn't no, publish the dossier. No, they didn't most publish the dossier, didn't. Ruth. But what they did was aggressively pursue that and call it as if it was fact. And with the Hunter Biden case, Twitter took the New York Post uh, Twitter account down because they reported on the Hunter Biden laptop, which now turns out to be completely true. So Christie basically pointing out the hypocrisy of the media. All in on the uh, Hillary Clinton-funded dossier. All yeah. in on that. Russia collusion, the whole thing. But when it came to the New York Post story, and look what's on Hunter Biden's yeah. laptop, it was like, 
Oh, I don't think we can go with that. Uh, to me, the listen, uh, when I went to journalism school back in the 80s, um, we learned that the top influencer of uh, news was the Washington Post, the New York Times, and then and maybe the network evening news at the time. And from 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 those uh, entities, news was dispersed around the world. So they, they have historically, Washington Post has been one of the most influential uh, newspapers in our country. Now, this doesn't bother me anymore because those, the New York Times, the Washington Post, everybody knows they're far left. Now, and I've already baked that in. The fact that they wouldn't cover the Hunter Biden laptop story around the campaign is, that's not earth-shattering news. They're for Democrats. Right. <laughs> okay. They, the Washington Post and the New York Times are mouthpieces for the Democrat Party. And that's, all, that, that's it. I mean, so what more, no, is it, is it, quote fair uh, that they get to have the be looked at as purveyors of truth and yet we all know that they are uh you know corrupt corrupt yep. so there so here's what does bother me is not that these old-time uh you know sort of uh, newspapers like the new york times and washington post it's twitter and facebook for example, because they, Twitter and Facebook, they have a far greater reach and influence the American public than the Washington Post or the, even the New York Times across the country, okay? They suppressed or censored the Hunter Biden laptop story that the, that the New York Post had verified the truth uh, that, that that this was his laptop and these were his emails, right? Right. It's all kind of salacious and, and I think incriminating. And if the Republicans get control of the House in November, this is going to be a big deal again. Yeah. They're going to have hearings on this. I wouldn't be surprised if Hunter Biden has the lawyer up and if he'll he'll, he'll be required to testify. That what you would be investigating would be: Did Hunter Biden make millions of dollars using the influence of his dad? And his dad was vice president of the United States. I'm just going to answer that like everybody's thinking. Well, of course he did. Huh? Mm -hmm. Look at all these emails that say that he went around the world, Ukraine, China, whatever. My dad's a VP. You want access right. to power? Pay up. Put me on a board of a natural gas company in the Ukraine, and I don't have squat experience in, in natural right. gas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody knows this happened. Well, the. That what the New York Post verified this, Facebook and Twitter, because it was only what a couple weeks out from the election. Yes, they they panicked. They said, "No, we cannot have Biden lose because we allow on our platforms uh, evidence that Hunter Biden is making the money and his dad may be in cahoots with him on the side. So we've got to shut this down. That's." That's what they did, and I don't know how you hold them accountable exactly. Maybe, well, they maybe, have this exemption. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, but that's why I say 
The Washington Post, New York Times, they're just left-wing rags. Mm-hmm. And the, the fact that they would – the fact that they're even admitting now that the laptop was real, mm-hmm. I don't know why they're doing that, what, what purpose it serves. That's the question. To your point on Twitter, <laughs> the other news breaking this morning, Mr. Tesla, Elon Musk. Yeah. He owes me money, by the way. But don't let me, for, <laughs> don't let me forget about that. Okay? I, I, th- I think he can make the check. Okay. <laughs> he now is the highest shareholder in Twitter. Now, the talk has been that he was going to start his own platform. Uh-huh. He certainly has the money to do it. I think he is the world's richest man now. Uh, that's what I. That's what I've, I've heard. I think he's surpassed. Legitimately yeah. rich. Vladimir yeah. Putin maybe has more money yes, they say, right. than anybody in the world. But go ahead. But he's got uh, Elon. He has a conservative bend, and he's been really upset. He's been very vocal about Twitter and how he believes that they are a threat to free speech. Right. So now we find out this morning that he has over nine percent stake in Twitter, making him. He, and this is this is ain't cheap. $3 billion worth of shares in Twitter. He now has a, con- a controlling interest or is headed in that direction, even more so than the former CEO, Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey only has 2%. Now, Elon Musk, so is everybody speculating now, okay, he talked about starting his own platform. Is he going to take over Twitter? Now, wouldn't that set heads of spinning out there? If Elon Musk fairly conservative in his approach to things financially and otherwise, if he takes over Twitter and he can do it, he's got the money to do it. I hope he does. Wow. This is, this is a, who knows what he's going to do because after he bought these shares, Twitter's shares jumped 25% in price. So I, I, so I'm thinking, okay, Elon Musk either sells (laughs) at a substantial profit he needs the money. Yeah, he needs the money. Uh, or he continues because he made this, he tweeted, he tweeted out, okay? Uh, and this was uh, on March 26th, I think he said, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done is a new platform needed. Mm. So that's when people started thinking, well, maybe he'll – He'll start a competitor to Twitter, but it would make more sense yes. to just simply own the original yes. and change the rules on how Twitter is run. But we'll see. We'll see if he's just a savvy businessman who, after buying all these shares, just sells at a profit. You know, he's an interesting guy. He has a, a satellite system, amongst right. other things. That's he has, Starlink? Yeah. Every, and he's, he's allowing the Ukrainians to use Starlink to set up their uh, weapon systems that need kind of, a, I'm not a techie, a Wi-Fi type connection. He's allowing them to use the satellites. Uh, and he doesn't care what Vladimir Putin thinks about that. Yeah, he, he does understand that Putin could knock those satellites out, but yes. he's at least stepping up to help the Ukrainians. He's a fascinating character. He is. I, I, I don't know if he's conservative as much as he is libertarian. I think he's got very kind of liberal social views. Do you know what country he's from? I do. You do? Yeah. I don't. That's a trivia question. He's South African. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and evidently he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And from an innovative 
standpoint and a business standpoint. Right. So uh, he is he is the richest man in the world. Uh, Elon Musk we're talking about. All right, we're going to be back after this short time out with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. More stories to bring to your attention and to discuss after this short break. I was injured at work in March of 2020, and I thought it was the worst thing that happened to me. And in that time being home, I discovered AFR, and I am so grateful for all your hard work that you do there. God is using American Family Radio to impact America. Thank you, and God bless you. You'll have an opportunity to help us continue to make a difference during our Spring share April 19th, 20th, and 21st. Join us. Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, our 2022 Spiritual Heritage Tours are filling up. So if you want to go with us in June or September, uh, you need to get registered. The website is spiritualheritagetours.com, with an S, spiritualheritagetours.com. And mostly it's listeners from AFR from all over the country who join us in Williamsburg or Washington, D.C., the trips are two. There's one to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon. We'll see all the sites of our nation's capital. And then we're also going to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. Uh, these are, again, in June and September. They're filling up. We'll be full pretty soon. So if you want to go with us, the itinerary, the cost, all the information you need to know, the dates are available at spiritualheritagetours.com. That's spiritualheritagetours with an S dot com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Police are investigating a Nashville school board member who threatened Marsha Blackburn, the Republican senator from Tennessee. School board member Sharon Gentry was captured on a hot mic asking if they could set Blackburn on fire. Ms. Gentry, who is a Democrat, was angry over Blackburn's questioning of Supreme Court nominee Kentonji Brown-Jackson. Blackburn had asked Jackson to define a woman. In a response, the judge replied she didn't know because she's not a biologist. The exchange caused a national firestorm of controversy as the country grapples with a full-blown assault by transgender activists. Blackburn tells me Nashville police are indeed investigating the threat, as well they should. She tells me her family's faced death threats. She gets death threats every day. That's simply unacceptable. Ms. Gentry needs to be removed from the school board, and she needs to face some sort of a criminal charge. My new book, Our Daily Biscuit, available at your favorite bookstore and online right now at ToddSterns.com. In him we were also chosen as God's own, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything by the counsel of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, would be for the praise of his glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim with Ed and Fred, and we thank you for listening to AFR. If you want to send us a positive and encouraging email, otherwise known as a K-Love email, <laughs> you need to send it to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Now, if you want to send us a negative and discouraging email, you can send it to ABCDEFG <laughs> at XYWC.net. Okay? Or you can send it and just no one's going to read it. Right. Right. So there you go. You're listening to today's issues on AFR. Tim, Ed, and Fred. Ed, Fred, next story. Well, she's back. She being Hillary Clinton. Oh, good. Oh, man, did not need to hear this on a Monday morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think it was NBC or one of the programs on the weekend talking about, you know what? Heading into the midterm elections, Democrats, they just have to go out there and tell the world what wonderful things that President Joe Biden's doing. We're doing wonderful things. Well, here's a little bit of Hillary Clinton, but we're it's going to follow it up with uh, former... Better be a little bit, Fred. That's all I got to say. Newt Gingrich is going to respond <laughs> okay. to Ms. Clinton. Uh, go ahead, cut six. I've always thought that uh, the best politics is uh, doing the best job you can do, and there's a lot that Democrats can talk about in this upcoming mm -hmm. midterms. I'm well aware that midterms are obviously um, always difficult for the party in power, but we've got a great story to tell, and we need to get out there and do a better job of telling it. The Democrats have a huge problem. Almost every one of their policies is unpopular, and the ones that aren't unpopular are failing. So they don't want to admit that they've got to change policies because that'll make their left unhappy. And so they say, gee, this is, you know, it's really a messaging problem that I can't convince you that it's great that the price of food is going up, the price of gasoline is going up, that the president looks weak and silly overseas, that the vice president may be the dumbest person ever elected to that office. Wow. Tell us how you feel, Mr. Gingrich. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Just just looking at the Democrats, uh, if, the, if they were a sports team, let's say they're a, a basketball team, for example. Mm -hmm. They got, you know, the five starters. Yeah. The, they're, they are, they're like playing in an old-timers game <laughs> or, or something. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, again, they got nobody. Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden, Joe, where am I, Biden? Yeah, and uh, Kamala Word Salad Harris, and then uh, you, and then you got those four. Then here comes uh, coming out of the retirement, been retired six times as Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You know to fill out your roster. I mean, this is <laughs> this is not this is bad for them. They need some fresh faces. They need some fresh voices. They need some new ideas. I'm talking about the Democrats. Uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna go forward, they're about they're about to get wiped out. And she, despite what she's saying right there, right? She's 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 putting that trying to put a happy face on 
uh, a, 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 uh, the, uh, can you put a happy face on the Titanic? I don't know. She's true. I see where you're going with it. You though. see what I'm, I'm yeah. mixing metaphors, but you see what I'm saying right there. The Democrats uh, are in bad trouble right now. Messaging their issues, as Gingrich said, there, their 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 ideas are unpopular with a majority, not necessarily a vast majority, but a majority of the American people. You see what happened in Virginia. Virginia was trending blue, and now they're red. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listen, that that was that's more than just spin, which you heard from Hillary yeah. Clinton. That's delusional. That's seeing leprechauns in your garden <laughs> when you go out at night, and you're telling people the leprechauns. It's beautiful. You should come and see it. She is right. not That's seeing reality because it's more just spin. Is when you say, "Okay, it's 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 seventy percent good. We're right, going to spin right, it to ninety percent." Right. So you can right. kind of yeah, see things our way. Yeah. Yeah. she's seeing some something that's absolutely not there? I where where was it this this weekend or at the end of last week, where there were people saying that Pete Buttigieg, the uh, the Secretary of Transportation, uh-huh. he's the future of the party. And I just <laughs> that's thought, what I'm saying. That's Pete not Pete Buttigieg. Are you kidding me? No, that's not a future. Right. No, I'm sorry. That, that's what I'm saying. Who do they have on there? Who's in uh, Who's in the farm system here? Who's a tri- <laughs> who, Who's their Who's their star player at AAA that's about to come up to the majors? I tell you, the only ones, the only young ones they really have on the bench are all far, far lefties who are, un- who are unelectable yes. nationally. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's all they've got. Uh, the, the people you just named—that's the Democratic Party establishment. These are the uh, that's that's literally yeah. the old guard. Yeah, all and, the and, young people coming up are. And if Nancy Radicals. Pelosi, you know, has to raise her hand and say, you know, I, I need to come off the court. I'm gassed. Right. Who comes in? Bernie Sanders? <laughs> yeah. Who comes in to play forward right. for him? I know. Right. But I, I think Hillary Clinton, I believe, <clears throat> just to, to listen to what she had to say there, yeah. she is depending on what the Democrats have been depending on for a long time. And that is the mainstream media right. is going to faithfully parrot everything we say. It's kind of like uh, President Joe Biden shuffled to the podium on Friday with the economic numbers. Yeah. The economic numbers said 400,000 jobs created, da 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 da. Mm. Here's the problem with that. Hey, he didn't take any questions afterwards, makes his little statement, look, uh, we're the most successful administration, more jobs created, blah, blah, blah. Here's the problem. Everybody knows. There were over 20 million people lost their jobs in 2020 because of things shutting down because of COVID. COVID, yeah. All that's happening when you're seeing these numbers, all that's happening is that people are slowly coming back into the workforce. Right. He says the democratic party, my administration is creating jobs. No, even some of the more honest liberal mainstream media are saying that's not true. But here's the, here's the problem for Democrats relying on the media. It worked in 2020 mm-hmm. to some extent mm-hmm. because the media took, ignored the successes of the Trump administration and unloaded both barrels on Trump morning, noon, and night, okay? Uh, and so people were listening to a large extent to the mainstream media, and that was a close election. In 2022, all right, everyone's suffering. yes. You're not going to fool the people about, about whether they can p- fill their car right. up with gas. Right. Yeah. And the media can't help change the perception of people that food costs are going through the roof because that's reality. 
And so if the Democrats are going to rely on the mainstream media to get them through this on behalf of Biden and Hillary or whoever or Bernie Sanders coming off the bench, all right, it's going to be a disaster because you can't fool the people when they're hurting in their pocketbook. Well, it's the old James Carville thing. It's all about the economy. Yep. That's where people are. And when you're you're paying so much for basics, bread and eggs and all of that sort of thing, gasoline, uh, you know, there's there's nowhere to go. And it's likely to get worse because of this Russian <laughs> invasion of Ukraine. Oh, no no question about it. And, and what is was Hillary Clinton going to celebrate the departure of Afghanistan? Boy, right. that was a success, wasn't it? Yeah. No. I mean, you look at the economy. You look at what's going on down on our border. And I tell you what, the decision uh, over the uh, the uh, administration, uh, the Biden administration now removing this Title 42, which is inviting another surge on our southern border, getting rid of a restriction that was put in place by the Trump administration in relationship to making sure that people coming across that border uh, it has to do with COVID once again. The Biden administration just throwing that out. Cut number two is Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich, who says his state is going to sue the Biden administration over getting rid of 42. Cut number one. Well, we just filed a lawsuit. We are filing another lawsuit against the Biden administration. And basically, we know that their attempt to rescind Title 42 will lead to drastic um, consequences on our southern border. And right now, it's essentially on fire. And this is what will be like throwing gasoline on a fire. So we want to stop the Biden administration from rescinding Title 42 because it may be one of the most boneheaded decisions of this administration. And they have done a lot of dumb things. Yeah, I don't think he has a chance. I don't either. Uh, the president has the right to rescind. This was this was a a a, a presidential executive order. Executive order. I, I applaud him for trying. The, right. uh, the, the, the attorney general of Arizona. We just heard. is that who we were listening to, Fred? Okay, go ahead, Ed. No, I was going to say uh, I, I agree with you. There's the, the president of the United States has the right to uh, repeal an executive order or put another one in place. So you're going to sue him because the policy is bad or as he put it, boneheaded, but uh, elections have consequences. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is the result but, from a president who invited a surge when he was running for president. Listen, we have a big problem in our country in terms of controlling our border. The problem is, I mean, what they're talking about here, folks, is we've already heard over 2 million people have come here, have poured into our country illegally. They've overwhelmed the border. I've read these borders, uh, border 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 control agents, border a, lot, agents. a lot of their yeah. statements and testimonies, and and it's it, they're they're just saying this is out. They can't stop it. They can't right. do anything anymore. Their hands right. are tied, and they're just they're not even a roadblock hardly any longer. Uh, you know, uh, a roadblock to stop this wave. Right. And what Biden's about to do by changing this Trump rule, this COVID related prevention, even Democrats or the White House. Jim Psaki, the other day, said, yeah, it's going to be, they're going to, I don't know what words she used, uh, but they're going to overwhelm, it's going to overwhelm even further uh, our border control and send me, and where are all these people going? Biden's sending them all over America. Here's the thing, we talked about it ad nauseum and beyond ad nauseum. <clears throat> Here's the problem I'm talking about. We have a big problem. Our country's 50-50, basically. Democrats, Republicans. Isn't that hasn't that proven to be true? Yeah. Don't or, you think so? Or conservatives, liberals, however, however you want to put it. Yeah. yeah. But the Democrat 
people who vote Democrat don't care about the border. <laughs> they don't. You can talk to them about You could say, hey, do you care that millions of people come here illegally? They say, I don't give a rip. Uh, why, why are you racist? Uh, I don't care. So I don't know what we do when half of our fellow citizens don't care that we have no border <laughs> and that people are flooding by the millions into our country and what that means, what that's going to mean. I don't know why they don't care, but they don't care. Mm-hmm. And Biden, he's, he didn't, he didn't feel like it's going to, it may cost the de- Democrats in the midterms at the congressional level. Uh, that is true. Maybe some Senate seats, maybe Mark Kelly out in Arizona, the Democrat loses his seat over this issue. That may be true. But the Democrat Party at the top don't care uh, how many people. They don't even. They, if they had their way, the AOCs of the world, if they had their way, we would just do away with ICE and border control altogether because they don't believe in borders. Right. So I think it's a dereliction of constitutional duty. I think uh, this is an impeachable offense. Yes. That's my view. And I don't say that lightly because I'm not a big fan of impeaching uh, on on. When presidents have political differences, or even say things uh, like Trump did with the Ukrainian, remember that when that he got impeached for that. Um, but when you're one of your one of your big roles as president of the United States is to protect our country from being invaded, and and instead of that, you say y'all come, yeah, by your actions. Mm-hmm. To me, that's impeachable. It it may not be. Legally or technically, but certainly morally. Well, I I, I don't dis, I don't disagree with that. I, if if President Biden allowed Russia or China to take Alaska and didn't do anything, didn't even try to stop it, okay, you would have people saying, "Impeach him." That's he he failed in an epic fashion to protect the integrity of our nation, and I'm not sure that there's any difference between that. And what President Biden is allowing to happen on our southern border. And again, the irony of the Democrats is that they have defined the United States of America as a systemically racist place. We're we're infected by our whiteness to the point of being, uh, I don't know, irredeemable. Is that the right word? Yeah. This is the view of the woke crowd, critical race theory. This is the view adopted by the Democrat Party. In America, so the irony is that the de- these Democrats want to open the floodgates to invite millions of people of color to come into a country that's controlled by white supremacists, right? In a, to a large extent, does that make any sense to you? No. They should be sending out messages saying, "Do not come here. We're systemically racist. You will be oppressed. You'll you'll be uh, white. You'll, re- you'll regret it." White supremacists are everywhere, mm-hmm. huh? And, and you don't want to come to America. Stay in your own country or go somewhere else. It, it'll be much better for you. Yes, you, you have a better life. Yep. Instead, they keep coming here. Right. Huh? So, next story, Fred. Well, another one, you know, you mentioned Virginia a few moments ago, and the reason it went the way it did last November, a big switch from they were hard Democrat Virginia was uh, right across the board, and it switches over to Republican. Parents found out what's being taught in school. 
That's a big issue. And I think you even had Democrats that switched parties in that in that election. Here's what I can't understand. The Biden administration, knowing where most of the country is with this, with regards to transsexuals, uh, the political agenda being imposed on people, you have now homosexual groups that are suing Florida over the law that was just signed by uh, by the governor, DeSantis, down there. Homosexual groups are suing. You had Joe Biden last week celebrating Transsexual Day or whatever it was called. He had a, a national day, Transsexual Day. Who He's, Biden did? Biden did. He sends... There's a winner. He sends one of his uh, cabinet members mm. down to meet with radical homosexual groups in Florida to be critical of this, and let's remind people the law that was put in place was to protect little kids, kindergarten to grade three, from being indoctrinated by their teachers on the issue of homosexuality and transsexuality. That's what it was. You know, the the, the lamestream media, the left-stream media called it uh, Don't Say Gay Bill, and they still do. But what I can't understand, parents don't want their five-year-old being indoctrinated on sexual issues at all. Right. So what? Why, why does the Biden administration think that that is a winning issue for them? We were talking last week. What is the percentile of transsexuals in the population? It's, it's, it's well under half a percent. Half a percent. Homosexuals, what, 3% maybe? Probably, I think 2.7% homosexual so so why would they push and criticize DeSantis for saying teachers ought not to be indoctrinating uh, because chi- little you know, kids five and well, six know, year olds I know a survey was done a couple of weeks ago I saw where it said even even Democrat voters in Florida agreed with this bill yes yeah. uh, because rational reasonable people say K through three talking about sex no, no, at all, in any regard. Right. Uh, gender, homosexuality, trans, whatever. No, no, they don't need to be doing that in K through 3. And uh, every, most everybody agrees with that. But uh, this, it's, uh, but uh, Biden, well, they're all sold out, listen, to the age, to the uh, LGBTQ. And uh, what, what's really disturbing here about this story there is they're distorting the uh, the law. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a debate on the law, let's have a debate on that law. But to call it "Don't Say Gay" uh, is is uh, that's not fair to what this law. They, they don't want to talk about the real law. They want to say we're don't say gay. You know this is going to hurt gay gay three year olds. I think technically you're not allowed to say straight either. Yeah, they just don't want those subjects being brought up at school. Now, as we've said, that doesn't mean the kids can't hear about these issues. They just have to hear about it at home. Yeah. That's all. Their parents or when talk, they get older. If their parents want to, if the parent wants to talk to a four-year-old about a, a man putting on a woman's, uh, putting on a dress, you know, that's their yeah. Prerogative, I guess, but uh, but who at the White House is telling President Joe Biden this is an issue that you you know a hill to die oh, on well, for you because they are they're not controlled by pragmatists, right? the The White House is under the control of the far left, agenda driven. Um, they're pra- ideologues. Yeah, they're ideologues, and so they're gonna. They think this is uh, 
this is a mount, uh, hill to die on. Yeah. Even if them. it costs you an election. Because I, I think the majority of American people yeah. are not buying into this. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. But uh, Well, I think, Fred, I think you need to be fair. Mm. Uh, Hillary Clinton said that they've done some good things and they just need to do a better job. Telling, telling their the, story. Telling their story. I ah. think you just need to be fair yeah. about this. They're telling some stories, all right. Once the American people find out all the good things the Biden administration has done, <laughs> They'll be right they, back there voting Democrat. They've been telling their Burger King stories. <laughs> their Burger King stories. Yeah, you don't get that. No. They're Whoppers. Oh, they're Whoppers. <laughs> All right. That was a bad. I, that, I just thought about that right off the top of my head. So It's okay. I know it was probably a four on a one scale, one to Believe ten. Believe me, I don't, I don't mock anybody when they misfire on a joke. Okay. Because, because <laughs> it can that come comes, back to you. It comes right back. It comes right back to me. All right, Fred, we got uh, six minutes. Got any good news in that stack over there? I don't Yours, think Fred? So. Dig, good. dig down in there deep and see if you can come up with anything. Just wow. go with you don't. Just go with just go with the bad news, Fred. Uh, hey, spring is almost here. Well, technically, spring is here. It yeah. was in March. It's almost here weather wise. Weather wise, yes. it's it is beautiful. It's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay. That's that was ten. That, seconds. That's worth celebrating. <laughs> that was ten seconds. It, worth. Except for our friends. It is worth. Yeah. That our is. friends in the north, they're not quite there yet. Uh, with with spring, huh? Right. So they probably uh, still have some threat of some snowstorms before the yeah. Months out. That's what I was golfing with a friend of mine who's from Michigan, but yeah. moved down here twenty five years ago. And I said, "How's the? Talk to your brother. How's the weather?" <laughs> he said, "They can't, still can't golf. It's snowing. Still, yeah, oh yeah, it's still snowing in Michigan. Yeah. So, well, okay. Uh, so a, anyway. li- a light note. A light note. A light note, Fred. Let's do a Fauci moment. Dun, 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 dun. You mean a Fauci? A Fauci moment. Yeah. A Fred, Fred and Ned have this disagreement about how to pronounce uh, uh, Anthony Fauci. Fauci. Fauci's name. A little bit. A little bit of. Uh, Where's he been, by the way? Memory. No, this is a memory. This is from 2014. He was around then, you know. Really. Yeah. And you know what he said? He said that natural immunity is by far. Better than vaccines when he was talking about the flu. No way. He said that. Hear it for yourself. You have his clip? Cut number seven. She's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she year. doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Hmm. Ha huh. ha. Well, <laughs> well, the point of bringing that up is about the COVID. He didn't say anything like that. No. He, in fact, in didn't fact want to, he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. He, he said, we don't really know about the natural. Now, ma- maybe they didn't know because yeah. this was a novel coronavirus, but that kind of statement, um, uh, listen, I, 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 my hope is that in the next two years, three years, science. You get to meet Anthony Fauci? <laughs> no, no. Is that I your hope, Ed? I don't want is that. Is that a bucket list for no, you right there? No, that is not on my bucket list. Okay. Uh, is that uh, the medical profession and science will learn enough about what we just went through to say lots of mistakes were made, including the fact that natural immunity was almost completely ignored. Treating the symptoms of COVID was almost well, officially was completely ignored in terms of the I word, which I can't say. Uh, I will say IV. I just call Iber baby. 
Iverbaker. Call it Iverbaker. Everybody knows what we're talking about, but yes. we don't get flagged by YouTube and Facebook. Right. Iverbaker. I just say Iverbaker. And then those hydroxy cookies. Remember those? Yes, uh, those hydroxy cookies. Yes, yes, those hydroxy cookies. So nobody talked really about that. Or uh, I hope that we will find out the lockdowns, the masking, the kids away from school, that they, that that the scientists will come back and they'll say, yeah, that, that wasn't. That we made mistakes. <laughs> oh yeah, what? bless your heart. You just got too naive. You just, yeah, you just have the. You just think the best of people, don't you? Ed? He's yeah, got that, those. Yeah, kids. that's 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 a, that's a good attitude to carry through life, Ed. <laughs> Thank you. I I, I just I, believe, Tim, in a world right, where the goodness of people will rise to the top, Ed. Well, I I I think certain realities are coming about. Yeah, you know, I was I was listening to a a uh, young man from. He's from Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's a PhD student at Stanford. Yeah, I was too, but that's a different. <laughs> that's, a different that was, that's a long time ago. Go yes. ahead, Fred. Doctor Timothy, um, and he is he is being forced now to take the boosters, or they will kick him out of the program. He's in a PhD program at Stanford, and he's even been, at this late stage. Late stage. The professors don't have to at Stanford take the booster but they're making the phd student to do it he says i'm not going to do it because one of the reasons is the evidence that's coming out of the negative effect he's about 30 years old yeah he ought to sue big time he ought to get a lawyer yep but uh, that, i think that is a story that's yet to be told that probably will come out and mm -hmm. that is there are a lot of people who had negative experiences with the vaccine shots yes um that that was suppressed. Yes. Um, for the same way, for the same reason that Anthony Fauci didn't want to talk about natural immunity, yeah. that was suppressed. And I just think St if he will go to Stanford University, mm -hmm. I think those people will hear his his complaint and and yield. Pray for Ed, everybody. <laughs> uh, we'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.